everyone. Welcome back to Today in Tech and Happy New Year. I'm Julia Beauchamp and I'm here with Macworld Executive Editor Michael Simon as well as Computer World Executive Editor Ken Mingus. We are live as always on YouTube on IDG's Tech Talk YouTube channel as well as on the Computer World LinkedIn page. So if you have any questions or comments while we are talking, please do let us know in the comments if you're watching on LinkedIn or in the live chat if you're watching on YouTube and we will do our very best to respond to you and answer your question live on air. So recently, just probably a week or so ago, um, Mark Gurman in his Power On newsletter said, you know, the Apple Silicon transition could, in his mind, wrap up as early as WWDC in June. So, you know, this summer. And that's, I mean, maybe just only slightly ahead of schedule by a few months, but that's certainly exciting. And that means that we're going to get, we're going to have to see a few new devices getting Apple Silicon chips. Mac Pro, high-end Higher end Mac Mini and 27 inch iMac, right? Yep. Open. Uh, so those are the ones. So let's. I want to talk a little bit about that, and then also definitely a little bit about um, Apple's brief but still important um, three trillion dollar market valuation, because that is. Um, I mean, it's the first time that's ever happened. But first, let's do a little bit of. Um, Mac Pro. So I think we've talked about it a little bit in the past. Um, but Mike, I know there was a great um, article on Macworld sort of going into what this new Mac Pro could entail. So I guess what, I don't know, what could this look like, especially if, I mean, if it could possibly come in the, in the coming months? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, ha happy new year. Everybody. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> happy new year. Um, it's, it's a, we've said all along, on this show and elsewhere that the Mac Pro is the most intriguing Apple Silicon Mac for the very reason that we don't really know what direction Apple's going to take with this. It's the Mac Pro has been on this kind of roller coaster ride. We had the the trash can that people called it the, the cylindrical Aptly Mac, named. Which looked, named. Yeah, which looked cool but was a nightmare for the people who, who needed it to do certain things. It, it, it wasn't upgradable in, in the way they wanted it to be. It wasn't modular by any stretch. Um, it was cool, like super cool. And it had that awesome fan that, that shot it. Like it, it was, it was, it, it, it kind of reminded me of the, of the, um, of the power Mac cube from, from way back. It, it, you know, this was a classic example of yeah. function. It really yeah, was for sure. So, but that stayed around for a while because it's really hard to pivot for on anything really. But on these specific types of Macs, I mean that these, the um the the, the high end Macs, the five six thousand dollar Macs, a ton of research and development goes into these things. And if they get it wrong, like Apple did, um, it took from the moment that Phil Schiller said, "Hey, listen, we screwed up, and we're going to redo it." It stayed on the market for like another three years. <laughs> Because it's not it's not so easy to just say okay this isn't working let's let's do it again and we'll we'll, we'll have one out in six months. So my guess is they've been working on this version of the Mac Pro for a while. Like it's not going to be a Mac Pro with Apple Silicon. Like so the the first M1 Macs they were Intel Macs with Apple Silicon. It was literally the exact same machine, the same enclosure, the same chassis. The Mac Mini, hilariously so, because there's like all this empty space inside it because you don't need all that all that cooling and all that heat dispensation anymore. So there was like a logic board and a little hard drive and like a ton of empty space because it, it they, they didn't need what they needed for Intel, which is you know the the, the heat sink and and the, and the things and, that were inside it for cooling. Yeah. Um, 
so it's not going to just be a gigantic tower that now has an M2 Pro or whatever is going to be chip. It's going to be dramatically changed. And we don't really know what that's going to look like. So the, the first question, and no one has really answered this yet, is, is it going to be expandable via PCI Express slots? That's the first question I have. Now, conventional wisdom would say no, because most of them won't work <laughs> off the shelf. Uh, you don't need graphics, or not, no, that don't need, but you're not going to have any graphics card that, that are going to plug into Apple Silicon. You're not going to have any audio things. And the things that you would want to put in there, it's going to take a lot of doing by developers to get on board. And so unless Apple's doing that now, my guess is it's not going to have those types of slots. The second thing is RAM, which it also isn't going to have because of the unified architecture of the, of the chip. I don't think Apple is going to change that for the Mac Pro. So it'll have 128, uh, 256, whatever the, 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 the gigs of RAM are. I don't think there's going to be RAM slots. So when you take away RAM slots, you take away PCI slots. You can make that thing pretty small and still have it be insanely powerful. So like I'm, I'm, like those are the questions that need to be answered before we, <laughs> before we like, kind of, kind of uh, uh, figure out what this thing is going to be. As you talk about this, Michael, I have to admit the the image that came to mind was some sort of flying saucer, small cylindrical <laughs> frisbee type device. That you know, yeah. I mean, they could do that. They could, but, sure. You know, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't know if they're going to even bother with like something. That, like that, or if it's just going to be, be the cheese, it's not going to be the cheese grater, though. I mean, I, I have to believe they're going to go in some different direction. Well, they, yeah, but I would mean, think not. I mean, first of all, the cheese grater is is functional because yeah. it, it's for cooling and vents and stuff. I don't know if they're going to need that. I mean, obviously, the whatever chips are in the Mac Pro are going to be way faster than the ones that are in the MacBook Pro, which are already very fast. We we had an article over over uh, earlier this week where so one of our freelancers has a. Uh, I don't know how expensive it is. It's like a $20,000 or something or a $12,000 Mac Pro with um, the, the top of the line graphics cards, uh, Afterburner, all that stuff. And he pitted it against um, the M1 Max. And it's basically for um, uh, uh, rendering and stuff. It's, it, they're kind of on par. So... Like Apple is starting from a from an extremely strong position with Apple Silicon. If if the rumors are true, and it's a double die, double chip situation, so we're talking about forty cores and up um, graphics. Uh, uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure if maybe discrete. I don't know. I don't know what they do with graphics, but whatever the case may be, it's going to be way more powerful than the than the uh, MacBook Pro chip, which is already pretty close to you know, those, those uh, Xeon chips, depending on what you're doing, single core, multi-core, like you can, there are some tasks where it gets, it gets smoked and Apple will obviously address all that. But the, the outlook for that is, is, is pretty bright for what Apple can do without having to, you know, really kind of redesign what is already out there. Hey, Michael, I just wonder, this is, this is sort of related to that, but not directly to the Mac Pro. 
the uh, the boasting that's coming out of Intel right yeah. now that the about that yeah. it, you know it measured its chips up against the M1 Pro and M1 Max and these chips are, are faster which you know and I, I saw somebody it might, might have been Mac rumors might have been Mac world I'm not sure saying that's good you know innovation is good sure. it, it's good on both sides and then everybody said but how much energy how much you know power that's are the, these things going to draw that's the thing and yeah how much you know can you turn it into an oven because it's going to produce so much heat for sure you know <laughs> yeah. it might technically be faster Faster, but it wouldn't be something you'd want to stick in a laptop and it's also like you know what what's faster like what how much does that machine cost what does it look like? how thick it is there's a lot of questions there yeah. um yeah i think it's great that they're I, I, for great and also hilarious that apple's been doing this for a year one year and okay. now they're already like wait, 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 look we're, we're faster than apple like dude intel's been doing this for decades and you're comparing yourself against a a, a uh, an upstart, brand new, a brown upstart, yeah, yeah, startup. So, uh, Apple has made great strides, and yeah, in CES was filled with those types of comparisons, and it, it's it's really interesting to to see Apple's really shaken up the industry quickly, and it hasn't released the Mac Pro yet, and that's going to be like, what is Intel going to do when it outclasses its workstation chips? Well, I, you know, I think in year one. Good. This goes exactly to the point, Julie, Juliet, that you made when we started, which is that, uh, you know, Apple touched that three trillion, you know, mark even briefly. Mm -hmm. And as I recall, it was it, it took three. It, I guess it's been three years since it was at one trillion. And then it was yeah. like 15 months to go from two trillion to three. You know, I mean, the innovation that 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 Apple is is cranking out right now, we haven't even talked about the prospect of. AR, VR, and other products that may be out in 22, you know, and it's already pushing up to 3 trillion in terms of valuation, you know, it's on a roll. And, you know, I, I guess the one question, Mike, about the Mac Pro, I would ask, we had, we've always assumed that it would be out at the end of 22. Do you I think, think it's, it's possible it may come out by WWDC? Well, I think it's, we're going to get a look at it at WWDC. We, they've done that a couple of times already. And they say, here's what it looks like. Here's what it does and we you can order it in december that's my okay. guess okay is that because okay. i think it would be weird to have a, an event in december where we're probably going to get a second generation something uh whatever however the cadence works that's usually a consumer-ish event i know the mm -hmm. mac pro came out last year but yeah. that's still something that consumers are interested in if you throw a mac pro there that's not something that people buy the Mac Pro is a WWDC device. It's five thousand yeah. dollars. It's not something that people are going to buy on a whim. So that's the venue. I think when German says it, this could all be wrapped up by then, so we're talking about spring event, twenty-seven inch iMac, um, maybe the uh, uh, MacBook, MacBook, MacBook Air, or whatever that that redesign is. Right, right, right. Or, 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 or maybe that's maybe that's pushed to the to the to fall maybe that's the fall of the fall announcement and uh, the high-end mac mini is is in the spring and then wwdc is the mac pro so we will see all of it i don't think we're going to necessarily go out and be able to to buy all of it mm -hmm. but uh it does make sense that you know these chips are basically you know it's done when we when when apple the last transition was was, was the intel transition they were way ahead of schedule there too because you know they were working very closely with, with with Intel at the time to get these things out uh, in a, in a timely fashion. You 
you want to underpromise and overdeliver in these mm-hmm. instances. And I think, yeah, it would be a great thing if they can say, listen, uh, in June, you know, our entire lineup is or soon will be uh, running on Apple Silicon. I, I can't imagine they're selling many Mac Pros right now anyway. So if they pre-announce it, so to speak, I don't think it's going to affect sales in the sense that if they say today that there's a new iPhone coming, well, we know that already. But if they were to show off the new iPhone and say, okay, it's shipping in June, iPhone sales would crater because nobody would be like, wow, well, I, I want yeah. a new one. I right. don't think that's, that's an issue with the Mac Pro. So they can announce it sure. early. And it makes sense to, you're exactly right. It makes a ton of sense for it to be announced at WWDC because like when, when else would it be announced? Yeah, it those, are the, those are the people, that's the audience that cares yep. about it. Yeah. And it doesn't, it doesn't work in a, just a regular consumer event. Like, what, like you're going to announce AirPods Pro and then the Mac yeah. Pro. Like it just doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't work for me. Well, yeah, they, they, they got to sync with each other. You yeah. Know? You get, right. You know, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's an, um, an interesting point. And it's, it's, it's going to be a, a real stellar year for the Mac. I think. I mean, last year was, was, was great. This year is going to be, I think even better. Do you ever like, is it ever not a stellar year for the oh, Mac? We've had some bad years for the Mac. Okay. I mean, the last two we've been, we've been extraordinarily lucky and a little bit spoiled. Okay. But if you go back to like 2020 and we got like a MacBook air with more storage and a, and a, and a slight processor bump, and that was good for two years. Like, yeah, there have been down years for the Mac. It started with the M1 at the end of 2020. Yeah, right? like, that yeah. was what. what st- it, but it, even it, that, like, that was by the by the Apple Silicon, basically. Of course. Okay. Yeah. But but last year, particularly with the iMac, red- a redesigned iMac, and the M1 Max and M1 Pro chips, and and the and the, and the, the laptops to go along with it, that was. I can't remember another year, that we got that like we're we're writing an article now tomorrow is the 20th anniversary of the imac g4 announcement like can you remember that that was i like, do i'm old enough to remember that God, I was that just, was i was just that a kid computer yeah 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 was like oh my god what is that yeah and that that there was a long stretch where apple didn't do that with the mac and i think that we're gonna we're, we're, we're getting back to that level of innovation and level of excitement that um, Apple can deliver with with the Mac. Nice. That's cool. And I, I like the sort of um, the timeline that you've laid out, Mike. It, and it makes a lot of sense to say, yeah, maybe a little something in the spring and then Mac Pro in June and who knows? Because it's isn't. Yeah, there's also going to be a new MacBook Air, right? Like, yeah, big, that's the big, big that's new. the big, the big product of the year for you know, people like us who can afford this stuff, probably no, no new MacBook Pro unless they update the 13 inch with the um, M2 chip and maybe the loss of that. I, I, I don't know. I, I assume the 13 inch Pro would go away, but German says that they're working on a new one. I don't really understand where that fits, but didn't they just the have a, announce are, a 14 too? The, yeah, right. So they, the 14 is $2,000. The air is, is, is a thousand dollars. I don't, it's a, we're talking about an inch. Yeah. It's really 13.3. So it's not even a, a three quarters of an inch. I don't, I don't know. I don't know why they would, why they would do that, but maybe, I don't know. They, they need something between. So the air, the pro is starts at two grand. The air starts at a thousand. It's gotta be something in between there. The way, the way I figured it was that this new device, which is going to come in colors, the M2 chip, um, uh, uh, white bezels, you know, kind of to match the iMac, a totally new design for the first time in a long time. 
completely different. I assumed that would be the new MacBook and would start at like 1400, 1500 bucks. Keep the MacBook Air, keep this new machine and have the Pro and that's your line. Keeping the 13 inch Pro for $1,300 makes no sense to me, but again, I'm, that's Apple. And sometimes they do confusing and weird things. Well, they, they have, you know, they, they have this reputation for having a very good, I think it was Steve Jobs who had like the four quads of yeah. pro and consumer. They never quite got there, so, but yeah. No, but they've done better. And they have had yeah. these weird categories, you know, that you've seen it in some of the iPad lineup where you've got this this iPad either in the middle or yeah. upper middle or lower middle. And, and there's overlap like where it doesn't need overlapping. to be. I agree. I don't think the 13 makes sense. But uh, we'll see. We'll see what, what it. What it, I don't know. Right now, the 13-inch Pro is an Air with right. a Touch Bar. That's yeah. it. it they, Apple says that it, you know it could it could uh, sus, have sustained performance longer than the Air. Whatever. Who's doing that with that machine? If you want sustained performance, you're going to get the the 14-inch Pro and pay a little bit more for it. So I don't really understand. Right now, I don't understand its point. And if it sticks around, I really don't understand the point. Unless the air gets cheaper, maybe the air goes down to eight hundred. And that, I, I, but even then, I, I just don't, I don't get it. So I'm I'm gonna wait and see on that one. Sometimes you know, German's sources are sometimes get their lines crossed. So it's possible that that's not correct. We'll see. But the the new Air slash MacBook slash whatever it's called, the new consumer laptop is extremely exciting. Um, kind of like a retro iBook. It sounds like. From what from what the rumors say, uh, colors, uh, you know, again that that white bezel M2 chip, you know, really real exciting, complete and total makeover. Nice. So then let's touch a little bit about on the um, point that I mentioned briefly at the beginning. And then Ken, you brought up too is this three trillion dollar um, market well, cap? Not, any, not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> it was brief. It's it's tanked since then. It's, it's tanked. It's yeah, it's tanked it's, by. It's, it's only uh, worth two point eight four billion dollars. Oh my gosh, it was two point nine. It was it was two point nine three trillion. I think when I read this morning, yeah, it's so it's gone down the last couple of days since the, um, you know, it's down uh, since the market's opened. Like two but, bucks today, a couple bucks. I mean, at, at this point, I mean, you know, Apple. It, it, it's another marker that Apple's being very successful. That whether it's three trillion or two point eight four trillion, yeah, yeah. it's like, you know, yeah. is it, it, it's 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 noteworthy because you you've broken through a you know another line three trillion. Yeah. But the fact that the, the stocks are up or down or whatever. I mean, Apple seems to be cranking along pretty seriously on all eight or twelve cylinders in terms of product design. Uh, the engineering behind it, the rollout of these products. Uh, I mean, you know, remember they're making this shift to the Apple Silicon, and at the same time, they've still got a lot of Intel Macs out there that are running, you know, the latest software. And you know, again, what is it, Rosetta Two? I think Michael, mm -hmm. that uh, I haven't seen any major issues in terms of, of no. the transition. Everything, everything works yep. surprisingly smooth, and. Uh, and again, you know, we, we have other things in the offing, we think, like the, the AR, VR glasses, of course, the iPhone in the fall, another Apple Watch. Well, uh, I think a lot of that, the rumors, the, the, particularly the headset, I think that's what's driving the price right now. Okay. I mean, we should take a moment to discuss. So 1998, right? Yep. Was that 30 years? 1998 was 24. No, 20, 24. 24. Uh, Steve Jobs came back, right? Apple was on its death barely, barely relevant. 
2000. Stock uh, was, you know, the IMAC gave it, gave it a brief bump, but by 2000, 2002, stock was nothing. iPod came along. iPhone came along. iPad came along and, you know, Apple Watch. The string of successes that Apple has had is astounding. I mean, not to mention that the company was nearly bankrupt and now they're the, the richest company in the world. Aside from that, because that's all kind of like play money. Like it's Apple's not really a three trillion dollar company in the sense that, like it's you know it's all what people are, are speculating and stuff. But what Apple has done from basically nothing, from Steve Jobs and Tim Cook deserves a lot of credit as well. It's 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 amazing. I mean, it is beyond amazing that Apple has been able to continue this run of both good products and products that people want to buy is, you know, the, is it's wild it's in terms of speculation about that and i do want to you know there was a lot of discussion when steve jobs died that apple would not be able to continue the level yeah. of innovation and you know set. rightfully so and right rightfully so and yeah. i just wonder if in fact tim cook has been able to do more with apple as it was when he got it than steve jobs might have maybe steve, i think I, mean, I honestly think that steve jobs uh, you know, both good and bad, his personality and and his talents might have gotten in the way of some of the things that I think Tim Cook has done. Again, this speculation, it's Earth 2, whatever. There's yeah. no way to know. Right. And I mean, you know, I think Tim has done a lot beyond, he, he, in areas of the company that I don't know that Steve Jobs would have necessarily cared about. I mean, for one, services. Yeah. Services weren't a thing under Steve Jobs at all. And listen, you can say, well, they weren't a thing. Yeah. But they were. There were music streaming services. There was video. I mean, they started iTunes. Steve Jobs didn't want to do a music streaming service. They started um, selling movies and stuff like that. So everything was, was a la carte. Everything was piecemeal. Steve Jobs is very, very much against the subscription model, which is what has helped Apple propel itself to, to new heights. Tim Cook, I cannot imagine as a human being the enormity of the shoes that he had to fill taking that spot not to mention being openly gay like that's a whole nother issue that he had to deal with but dealing with that this guy i mean steve jobs i i, I watch old iphone videos and i i'm still in awe of steve jobs he was he's remarkable and what tim cook didn't do is try to live up to that he did his own thing yes there's keynotes yes there's products yes there's pomp and circumstance and flashy marketing and all that other stuff. But it's, it's, it's a, you can clearly see that he's not trying to be Steve Jobs. He's, the, the, he's, he's like, he's, he's doing things the way he thinks it's right. And it's working. They lost Johnny Ive too. Let's not forget. And they're still killing it. It's remarkable what Apple has tried to do now af uh, after Tim Cook. I don't know. What's next? Who's next? I don't have a clue. Tim Cook. We didn't really know Tim Cook. Yeah. Steve Jobs knew him and he handpicked him. And I'm sure Tim Cook has someone in mind as well. That is almost as is as 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 integral to Steve Jobs' legacy as the products is, is knowing this is the guy that is going to get things done. And he wasn't. You know, it would have been easy to put Johnny Ivo, Phil Schiller, or Craig Federighi up there because everyone knew who he was, they, who they were. They were celebrities. Um, Johnny Ive is a, obviously a genius, but he didn't. He went the operations route. And, you know, now, like, 
<laughs> you realize like Tim Cook's a supply chain guy. Like this is like right what's happening right now. This is his thing. Wait till those earnings come out in three weeks. We're going to be blown away because this is this is this is what Tim's Cook's genius is the this stuff, the stuff that we don't see. But he was still able to create you know, AirPods, Apple Watch, HomePod for as you know as 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 much as we like to poke fun in HomePod. It's still a great product. They Apple. It's it's. I, I know I work for MacWorld and I know I sound like a cheerleader here, but it's it's amazing what how Apple is able to keep this engine running and growing year after year after year and growing at a at a pretty sizable clip and you, often growing beyond the industry norms. Yeah, you know? it's 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 just it's nuts and people can criticize and and all they want. Fine, there are things that they do wrong and there are things that they can get better at, but I don't know of any other company in history that's been able to do this. You look at like the giants, like GM, AT&T, they all have their rises and fall. Apple's just keep keep rising. Just keeps going up. This has been like 25 years, 20 years, 20 something years. It's, it's, it's astounding. And there's no, there's no reason to think that it's going to stop. You know, you may, you, to, to summarize or to, to make, to reiterate the point you made earlier, Michael, you know, if you are in the Apple ecosystem, if you, if you're interested in technology in general, you know, we have had an abundance of riches so consistently that it's almost impossible to remember. Okay, so you know Apple has an off year. It can't do something or roll out a product because it's linked to Intel and the chips aren't ready or whatever. But in general, you know the innovation and the products that have emerged from this company over the last quarter century, you know, are it's impossible to imagine what it would be like without that because it also drives innovation elsewhere in the industry. You know, that's what's the important. It's not just what Apple's doing. It's what Apple forces other companies to do. Yeah, I sure. mean, they, they move the whole conversation when they do something. That's when, that's when it may, I say that all the time, AR, VR, it ain't a yeah. thing. If they do it, it will be. Yeah. And that, that's just the, the way it is. And that, that's, you know, people like to say, oh, well, you know, it, this is all built into their culture. Sure. Yeah, Steve Jobs built this and Tim Cook is, is, is taking it to, to a new place, but Tim Cook could have fallen on his face. Absolutely could have fallen on his face. He took over with the iPhone 4. We are on the iPhone 13. And it's still, every year, it's gotten better, both in sales and in terms of the product that is delivered. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's just, it's astounding to me. Completely and totally astounding. I mean, Apple chips, Apple Silicon wasn't really a thing under Steve Jobs. I'm, uh, I'm trying to remember, when, when did the, the A4, was that the iPhone 4? Ken, do you remember? I don't remember. I, I, I'm looking I, it up I, right now. Hold on one sec. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. iPhone 4. So Steve Jobs was, a, was alive for the iPhone 4. He, he was, you know, he was really sick. It was near the end. And, yeah. and he wasn't uh, involved day to day, but presumably the development of that chip took place while, while he was still right, 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 right. healthy. I don't think he could have imagined this, that Apple is not only, not only makes some of the best, it probably forget some of, makes the best mobile chip uh, better than Qualcomm right now. But they also make pretty close the best uh, desktop chips. If Apple wanted to license their chips, they could be bigger than Intel and Samsung if they wanted to. No question. Tomorrow, if they announce tomorrow, their stock would triple. Right. They will never do. No, of course not. And then what would the valuation be? They want anybody to get their hopes up that they're going to get Apple. And that's also part of it, like restraint. Back in the 90s, that's what was Apple's problem. 
uh, Gil Alamelio, uh, I forgot his name. Uh, all those hackintoshes and everything. It's it the the temptation to do too much has got to be Mac overwhelming. Clone. You talk about the Mac clones? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah power PC, uh, yeah. power power computing. Yeah. Before that was Steve Jobs. First thing he did. No, we're not doing that. That's not us. That's not our identity. That's not our our DNA. We're getting rid of all of that stuff because yeah. it, it waters down the brand. Yeah. But Apple, I'm sure people call up Tim Cook every day. Hey, license your chip to us. We'll pay you, you know, X billions of dollars to do it. No, we're not doing that. A thousand no's for every yes. We're not doing that. Mm-hmm. And again, I know I sound like a cheerleader right now for everyone who's who's watching. And people, yes, people will say that in the comments. Yeah, and, and, and I work for Macworld and I get it. But you can't objectively look at Apple and say that it's not a ridiculously overwhelming success story. Well, they did. They did briefly have a valuation of $3 trillion. So. And that's for an, like, uh, was, truly unfathomable. For like, for like 30 it seconds. won't be the last time it hits pretty no. Yeah, no, no, I'm sure it'll, it'll go back up. Um, you know, they'll, it, it's all peaks and valleys with the, with the stock market. And as Ken said, $3 trillion doesn't actually mean anything. It's just a number. It's just a, you know, I mean. A bunch of zeros. Yeah, I mean, so Apple's 2.8 trillion, Amazon's 1.7 trillion, Google's 1.8 trillion, Microsoft's 2.3 trillion. I mean, it's, it's monopoly money. It's not real. But. It does mean that people are that Apple is making products and delivering on its promises year after year after year after year after year, and it's just it's it's amazing. I think that's a nice way to contextualize it. So, thank you both. I think we covered a lot of ground here, and and certainly apt to to talk about the um you know sort of how the new chips are something that are that started under Tim Cook, and now we've got a lot of new chips coming up or new. Well, yeah, new chips too, I guess, probably M2 something, some sort of naming convention. Um, So thank you both so much for calling in and talking with us. I think this was great. Um, And yes, happy new year to to you both. Glad that you're still here and um, logging on to chat. I really appreciate it. And we all appreciate it watching too. And thank you all so much for watching this episode of Today in Tech. If you liked this video, please give it a thumbs up. If you're watching on LinkedIn, you can head over to our YouTube channel, IDG Tech Talk. You can like the video over there. You can also subscribe to our channel and hit the bell icon so you're notified every single time we post a new video. If you have any questions or comments that we didn't get to, or you just want to comment on something that we said, please do let us know in the comments below, and I will do my best to get back to you. Thanks again for watching, and we'll see you next time. This podcast is produced by IDG Communications Incorporated.